Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our sermon tonight is about sola fide. Sola fide means faith alone. It is the truth revealed by God's holy word that we are saved solely through faith in Jesus Christ. Former LCMS president and dogmatician Francis Pieper once wrote, Man can only be saved by completely despairing of his own morality and works and relying solely upon Christ's theanthropic merit. By calling Christ's merit theanthropic, he was referring to the two natures of Christ united in his one person. Christ, who alone by nature is true God and true man, fulfilled the law and made complete atonement for sin. Francis Pieper's statement, however, presents a problem for us. How are we to completely despair of our own works and rely solely upon Christ's merit? Is faith in Christ something we must produce in and of ourselves? Is salvation through faith something we are supposed to do? We can compare this problem to a hypothetical situation in which faith is locked inside a room and the key to the door is also inside the room. As sinners, we are outside the room with no way to reach the saving faith we need inside. The lock on the room's door is the law, which none of us can unlock by our own works and merit. In this situation, we are hopeless. Saving faith is locked away where we cannot reach it, and we are left in the futility and despair of attempting to unlock the door by our own doing. Well, here then is God's grace, that he appeared within the locked room, unlocked the door from the inside, and brought us inside to the saving faith by his own merit. If faith in Christ was not itself a gift from God, then none of us would have it. In our baptism, however, we enter the room through the door Christ opened for us, and by his merit, we believe that what he accomplished on the cross was for us. This once unattainable faith is given to us by Christ himself. In Hebrews chapter 11, faith is described as being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. We ourselves were not witnesses to Christ's resurrection. Thankfully, those who did witness Christ after he rose again had their testimony recorded in Holy Scripture. But without the power of the Holy Spirit unlocking Scripture for us, we could not believe what Scripture tells us. God promises that those who believe in Jesus Christ will be resurrected to eternal life on the last day. And this indeed is what we hope for. Yet, if belief is something we must do on our own, we would have no hope. Christ alone saves us. God's word alone preaches faith into us. God's grace alone grants faith to us. And this faith at work in us assures us of God's promised salvation. Though we did not witness the resurrection with our own eyes, the gift of faith from God assures us of what we hope for and provides certainty of what we do not yet see. Our gospel text for this evening shows us another comparison. The power of faith, trusting in God to provide and Christ to save, makes present the kingdom of God. 
In the text, Christ compares the kingdom of God to a mustard seed planted in a garden. This seed grows to become a tree where birds could perch in its branches. While mustard seeds in this world do not actually grow to become trees, the kingdom of God does grow to become greater than any kingdom of this world. The awesome power of God to forgive sinners through the gospel proclamation of Christ crucified is greater than any other power. And this tree the mustard seed grows into points us to the tree of the cross upon which our Lord Jesus Christ was sacrificed for our sins. True faith from God looks to Christ's crucifixion where a person with faith can see the awesome power of God's eternal kingdom. On April 18th, 1521, Martin Luther stood before Holy Roman Emperor Charles V and the imperial diet at Worms. He was charged to recant his written works on the grounds of heresy, threatened with execution should he not. The heresy Luther was charged with was that salvation from God is through faith in Christ alone and not through human works or personal merit. In that moment, when death was certain, an assurance of God's forgiveness could only come through faith in Christ. Luther stated, unless I am convinced by the testimony of the scriptures or by clear reason, for I do not trust either in the Pope or in councils alone, since it is well known that they have often erred and contradicted themselves. I am bound by the scriptures I have quoted, and my conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and will not recant anything since it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. May God help me. Amen. Such a confession of faith could not be made if the power of God's kingdom were not present. Later in 1529, Luther would pen the following explanation to the third article of the Apostles' Creed. I believe that by my own understanding or strength, I cannot believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But instead, the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, made me holy, and kept me in the true faith. Luther makes clear that he understood faith to be the work of God, not a natural capacity of the human mind. We too rightly understand faith not to be an, an, an intellectual assent to the message that Christ has saved us from our sins. No but rather the very work of God within us, making us holy, connecting us to the forgiveness of our sins. Through faith, we look to Jesus Christ's crucifixion and resurrection for the assurance that we have been saved from our sins. The despair of our own works and looking to Christ for salvation is not of our own natural ability. This work of faith is a divine work of God, showing the full depravity of our sin through the law and revealing the true power of salvation through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Through faith, our hope rests in the theanthropic nature of his merit. The Christ as true God and true man, two natures united perfectly in one person. By the Holy Spirit, any confidence we have in our own ability is driven out, bringing us to bow in humility before the awesome mystery of the Son of God. Through the faith granted to us, we can say with confidence that we have obtained the forgiveness of our sins, that we were baptized into Christ, 
Through faith, we are assured that our good works do not merit salvation, but make known that the faith we have is alive. Through faith, we can pray directly to him who unlocked for us the door to eternal life. We can pray with such words as those in Psalm 70, verse 4 through 5. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation continually say, God is great. Yet I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard and keep your thoughts and minds in Christ Jesus.